Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what's thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. I am on the line with Aaron Chase again, the founder of $5dinners.com, author of the $5 Dinner Mom Cookbook series. Her blog is, is the original home of the 20 meals for a $150 meal plan. She works hard to keep up with the countless meals and snacks that she needs to serve to keep her four young boys going strong, living in San Antonio, Texas with her husband, four boys, and a furry dog. She's the co-founder of Digital Collab, a network of web professionals looking to grow their influence and income in the digital space and from what I hear she's awesome at managing and staying on top of email so I thought I'd bring her on here to talk about how to manage email like a pro that's what we're going to be talking about today Erin how are you doing today I am doing good. I think I need a nap after that intro. <laughs> uh, you know this is actually a learning with Leslie first. Two interviews back-to-back with the same person. That's kind of crazy. That's pretty crazy. I guess I should be honored by that, which I am. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you on. The last time, just a few weeks ago, um, I had you on. We spoke about creating systems. And we went into all this stuff about the systems that you've created and how you use that to manage your, your blog and your business and all that stuff. And it was fascinating. So I posted it online, and Jennifer... Your assistant commented and she said, and you guys didn't even touch Erin's email system. It's the cleanest and most efficient inbox I've worked in. Hashtag next interview. So she was obviously prophetic. (laughs) And um, now the next interview is here. Now, I I said I had to get you on because, quite frankly, I have a love-hate relationship with email. And I called you in kind of as an intervention to save me. Um, Can you do that? I'm going to try, Leslie. I'm going to (laughs) try. I hope so. Awesome, awesome. Just for those of you listening, this is episode 207. So if you want to find the detailed show notes, you can go to becomeablogger.com slash 207. Um, and any links and resources that we mention, they will be linked to in those show notes. So Erin, let's start from the beginning. Why is it important to ha- have systems for managing email? Well, I think the first reason that it's important is because you don't want to miss out on anything big. Um, A lot of time, we, you know, as online entrepreneurs, we are flooded with email. I get hundreds a day and it's, it is a flood and it is overwhelming and you really Unless you have somebody helping you, um, which actually I do now, um, actually I have for a long time and I have an additional person helping me, but um, 
if you, if you don't ha- you have to read all of that yourself mm-hmm. and you don't want to miss anything and and oftentimes especially uh, this is an example a brand email comes through you read through it it looks like a standard pr pitch you're about to delete it and the very last line says and we're going to offer you $1000 for this campaign <laughs> Hello. It's actually, that hasn't happened to me, but somebody I know well, that's happened to. She almost missed the email because she didn't think she needed to read all the way through it because it looked like a standard you know, pitch, either coming off the wire or just a mass pitch out from a PR agency. And she almost missed $1,000. If And she had, she was, I think in, at that time in the process of getting her inbox under control, she was working on it now. She's, she's good with her inbox, but... Um, that's Tony from The Happy Housewife, for those of you who are wondering. Um, but yeah, she almost missed out on it. So I think that that's one reason, um, is missing out on opportunities. Um, you know, this world of technology is ever-changing, and there are important things that you need to stay up on, updates you need to make to your site, and oftentimes that's communicated by email. An example that actually just came in this morning for me was um, I uh, do my email newsletter with Feedblitz, and they have a new email subscription form that you can embed in different places on your website, which thrills mm-hmm. me to no end. So I need to go in. That's an email I'm going to have to dig into and go and explore and figure out where I want to place things and either do it myself or have um, my tech support do it, you know, depending on what's involved and how long it, I think it'll take me to, to, to accomplish. So, the, you know, there are always things coming in that are of importance, Um and one of the things I'm, I'm hopefully going to share and, and drill in is that um, we need to um, do a really good job of filtering and weeding what is important and what is not important. And there are a number of ways that we can accomplish that. Uh, we, we definitely have to talk about that because my filter is someone sends me a pitch. I just respond with a template email that I'm not interested. Um, and I know that I probably miss out on some good opportunities, but I... I Email can frustrate me so much that I just don't want to deal with it. Um, so we're going to talk about that so that you can help me so that I don't miss out on those <laughs> opportunities in the future. Okay, so we all know email, important. We need to manage it. Um, where do we even start? I think the first place to start is in your own brain. Um, and my concept for email that I use for myself, and I have for years, um, and it was taught to me very early on, um, I think with even even within three or four months of of blogging, um, somebody I actually had somebody go into my inbox and organize it for me. Um, I had to have had a, a several thousand emails by that point, but I needed it to be organized. And so I had her organize it. And then once it was organized, um, which we'll talk about in a minute, here's where I mentally figured out email. And this has been life-changing for me and my business. It's the one-touch concept for your email. It's okay. nothing new. Um, it was just really had a dramatic impact on me when I applied it to my inbox. So when I get an email, I um, either delete it, which is the most popular thing that I do (laughs) um, in my email, because I don't necessarily need, I don't even need to respond to the blank PR pitches that aren't going to do me any good. Even taking that five seconds that you mentioned earlier to send them a canned response, which we can get into that later as well. Um, not even worth my time. If it's not going to help me in my business and it's not going to help me reach my goals, it's not part of my why, I don't even want to, I don't even want to go there. Delete. Um, so that is one, the, the delete. Um, the next one is going to be, um, delegate. If you have an assistant, um, I forward things to Jen, Often, we mentioned earlier, I forward her things daily. And I recently, um, with all of the um, 
product sales that we have been doing through $5 dinners as of late, I brought on a customer service assistant to help me. And Shane is wonderful. Sometimes we have our um, inbox, or I'm sorry, I have my contact form split. So you can either send an email to me or you can send an email to the support email. And Shane handles all of the support email. If a support email comes to me by accident, I just forward it right over to him and let him handle it. Um, because that's not something that I have to be doing to answering customer service emails. It doesn't have to be me in order to propel my business forward. And we talked a lot about that in the systems um, podcast is, you know, what do, what do I need to be doing? And answering customer service emails is not one of them. Okay. Um, every now and then I'll chime in or if, if Shane thinks, oh, this is a really personal matter. I need you to answer it. Then, of course, I will. Um, but so we have delete, we have delegate. Before you move uh, on from that delegate, you said that you have it set up where um, they can select if it's supposed to be customer support or whatever the case might be, and it automatically goes to that person. Is that a support ticket system or is it just a, a form that you're using with a drop down? How, how are you mm-hmm. doing that? I don't use a support ticket system. I don't feel like I need to do that yet. Uh If we continue to grow and expand, then possibly. But right now, we're able to manage it within the contact form with the drop-down. Gotcha. $5.com slash contact. If you want to see it, there's two options. (laughs) And then the the form splits the emails into which inbox they're supposed to go into. Sounds good. Okay. So and, And the third option is? So we have delete, delegate. The third one is take action. And, um... That, I think, is can, could be split into two different options. So take action now. I'm going to respond to this email because it's just a conversation that I've been having with part one of my team members. Uh-huh. So I just need to keep the conversation going so I can click quickly respond now. Um, most of the time I do that from my laptop. If it's a quick one-sentence answer, I will sometimes do that from my phone, um, depending on what part of the day we're in, if I'm not in front of the computer. If it's a conversation, they need an answer quickly. Um, that's generally a part of my consulting or digital collab if we're going back and forth on different things that need an answer quickly. If $5 dinners things, those can always wait. Okay. It's just me, right? But yeah. if you're working with a team of people or you're collaborating on a project or you're doing a, you have a group of, of bloggers who are doing you know, one of those big group giveaways or something, there's always a lot of communication that happens with those things. And you just have to keep the conversation going. So the, that's what I mean by action item. Action item being... Um, you can quickly respond or you can take this, you know, maybe it's an offer that came in and you're going to share that on your blog. You can turn it into a blog post right away. Um, so taking action. And then I think the secondary um, piece to that is I need to take action on this, but I can't take action right now. Okay. What do you do with it? What I do with it is I go into my calendar, I find a spot in my work block, and I say, that, we'll use the example of this feed blitz um, smart forms email that came in this morning. That's something that I'm going to block out probably 30 minutes to dig into, look into, figure out how it works, decide if I'm going to, if I'm just going to take care of it quickly, if I can, or pass it on to Chris to do um, for me, then I will put in my calendar, feed blitz, smart forms, do this now. So the action item isn't sitting in my inbox. It's not sitting in there with a big star next to it going, do me right now, take care (laughs) of me right now. I have taken it out of my email and I have put it onto my calendar when I know I I have a block of time that I can work on it. And that way, I think the other thing that gets frustrating about email, and this kind of goes back to like the mental space that that email requires, and you know you kind of have those running conversations going on in your head. Well, when I come to look at my inbox in an hour from now, let's say, I don't want to see that FeedBlitz smart forms sitting there like with blinking lights flashing in my face. 
Does that make sense? It's no, it adds does to the mental clutter, I guess is the easiest way to say it. So, but I know that's going to get done on Thursday at 2 PM when I have a work block. I don't usually have afternoon work blocks this week, but I do this week because uh, I shifted my schedule around a little bit, but I'm going to do that on Thursday at 2 PM and I'm going to take care of that and either delegate it or just do it myself really quickly, depending on what's involved. So, um, taking action items that you know are going to take a little bit of time, um, and putting them onto your calendar so that, and you can set up your calendar to email you when it's time to do that again. So you can actually bring that email back into your calendar. Um, I usually do the, I usually have the subject line. I put that in my calendar so it shows back up. If I need to go search for the email again, I can search for it with the subject line. So um, it just takes out the sort of overwhelm and mental clutter that comes from email. If you've got hundreds of emails in your inbox, that's a lot to mentally deal with every time you open it. Um, If you have thousands, we need to get you help. (laughs) There are many people. There are special meetings for you. (laughs) We we might set up a support group for you. Find us on Facebook. Uh, There you go. Um, But if you have thousands of emails, we have got to get that under control. I can tell you there is a lot of mental... I guess, and even emotional freedom that comes with walk, sitting, opening up your email and seeing 12 emails. That's it. There is a lot of freedom that comes from that. I can, I can speak from doing this for years and years. And I think it's one of the reasons that I've been able to plow as quickly as I have, partly because of the systems, partly because I have, you know, team members to delegate to and assist me with things. And partly because I'm not missing out on opportunities and I'm not slow in responding. I can't tell you how many times people say, um, whether it's B2B or B2C, if it's an, a PR agency, or, thank you so much for getting right back, back to me. This is so helpful. I'm going to shoot this back at the team right now and we'll see what we think, right? Yeah. Um, and to customers who are like, I didn't think you were even going to email me back. There is, I mean, when you, in, in my, I guess, philosophy of email is it's, it's my, well, I don't know if it's my big, my biggest way to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not always on Facebook. I try to be in there and I try to chime in there um, when I can, but it's a great way to connect with people. I hear some amazing stories. And since we've switched and had more product um, in the last, I guess it's nine months now, maybe a year, we've had more product sales going on. All of those responses come back to either support or to me. And it's a, it's been a great way to connect with people. Um, and I, I want to be able to connect with them, um, you know, my readers and hear their stories and respond to them and, you know, encourage them. And if I was sitting here with thousands of emails, that would be completely overwhelming to me. And I just wouldn't even want to respond to them because I would just be overwhelmed. Um, but I, you know, that's a key part of business is your relationships with your customers and your readers. And if you're missing out on that, um, you're missing out on a key part of, you know, kind of creating the loyal customer and, and just that yeah. relationship that needs to happen. And that sounds crazy because there are literally hundreds of thousands of people that I could be talking to on any given day, but it's the one person that emails you, you need to connect with them. Got it. Um, and if you're overwhelmed, you can't do that. Got it. And I like it. You know, it, if if I were to be completely honest, I've gotten much better with my email. So I'm actually looking in my inbox right now and I have 20 messages in there where in the past I would have hundreds. Um, I try to get it down close to zero as much as possible. However, if I look in there, I can see that, you know, the first 10 that I'm looking at, these are old emails. 
And quite frankly, when I get in there, I feel a little overwhelmed, even though it's only 20, because there are some important things that are in there that I haven't touched that I know I need to touch. Um, and I think with this three-touch system that you are talking about, um, it really does help you to, to, to overcome that and to get past that hurdle um, so that you can be much more efficient in how you manage it. Yeah. And I think too, even we talked about the kind of the eat that frog sort of principle yeah. and that happens in my inbox as well. I, I still have an email from February 19th that I need to take care of and it'll get, it'll happen at some point. I just haven't found the right block of time to get that yeah. particular item, um, you know, pulled together and, and the communication sent off. Although that person knows that I have this going on, I have communicated to them. I, you know, actually saw them at an event recently. So it's here. It's in my inbox. It's going to happen. I'm not going to forget. Here's what I have going on in the next couple of weeks. I'll find a time for it. And so I've communicated that so they know to expect that I'll get to it when I get to it. And that's totally fine with them. Awesome. Um, it's not an urgent, urgent item, um, but I've got to find the right time and the right mental space and, and you know, figure out how it fits into my work blocks and the systems we've already talked about. So I, I, that doesn't stress me out because I've communicated to them. They know what's going on and I will find a time to get it done. Got it. Okay. So the one touch concept, you delete it, delegate it, or take action. Um, so that helps us for the emails that are coming in on a regular basis. But I, I, I would assume that you have you know, a number of other things like filters and so on that kind of sets the foundation for some of these other things that you're talking about. So where do we go to next? Yes, let's talk about, um, we need to talk about filters, we need to talk about canned responses, okay. we need to talk about some other things that we're going to find in the settings. Um, and, and I'm going to talk as if we're working in a Gmail inbox yes. um, or a Google business inbox. Um, there are others out there, um, other mail, uh, email services, um, I'm totally blanking. The no, Microsoft one, um, Outlook, Outlook, and so on. But we're going so let's <laughs> yeah, let's we'll work talk. with Gmail and whatever they can apply yes. to the others, they can apply them. Yes, exactly. It ha- I might say some like go here, go here, go here. Um, it might look a little different in your in your in your program, but it's the the concepts are still there. So yeah. the very first thing that I um, would recommend doing is setting up filters, and and no wait. The very first thing I recommend doing is shutting off the emails you don't need to get. So do you need to get an email from Pinterest anytime somebody comments or repins one of your pins? Got it. No, no, and no. If you really want to know when people are commenting on your pins and you want to comment back, which is a good practice, look at your notifications in your Pinterest. Um, that's where I would go. Um, I Maybe you could set it up for just the comments to come through to your email if you want to res- be able to respond quickly. Maybe you put that as, a you know... 30 minutes in your social media is going back through your Pinterest notifications on Friday mornings to see who's commented and you comment. Uh-huh. But um, get Pinterest, it out of email. Yeah. Don't have that come into your email because that'll just bother you. Oh, shoot. It's Tuesday and I need to go reply to this Pinterest. Yeah. And then you'll take you to Pinterest and then you get distracted and you'll start looking at all the things and you'll be like, oh, I need to I need to try this recipe. And, uh, no. And what just, about, what no. about um, email list su- subscriptions? Do you look at that in the same category? Um. Yes. If you're not reading an email, um, if you've ordered something from Land's End and you're not regularly reading it, unsubscribe right now. Um, that's retailer, right? If you're getting retailer um, emails, maybe I actually was still getting several in January, I think, from Black Friday purchases that I had made. Uh-huh. And I just went through one morning because they usually come in overnight. One morning, unsubscribe. unsubscribe blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I do not need to know that Land's End is having a 35% off sale right now. I'm good. Got it. Right. 
Um, <laughs> so the other one is um, email newsletters for people that you might be interested in reading. Um, I get a handful of those, maybe four. Um, I get I get the one from Quick Sprout, um, and there are a couple. I don't always open them if uh-huh. the subject line doesn't look appealing to me. I delete it right away and I move on to the next thing. Got it. If it looks like something that I might be interested in or something I'm currently studying in my business, then I will open it. I always know it's a good reminder to have. I always know that if I need something or I have a question that I know Quick Sprout could find, could answer, I will go to their site, search for it, and find what I need. Got it. Um, I don't need that necessarily clogging my inbox. Does that make sense? Makes a whole lot of sense. I've I've, I've went through this process a number of times and I keep doing it every so often just to make sure that I'm not cluttering my inbox. Yeah, I think it's something that I probably do maybe quarterly. It'll just start to kind of slowly pile up, you know, oh, I got us to go do a little mass delete. Another program that you can use, I do not use this if you get a number of email subscriptions that you're actually interested and want to read on a regular basis. There's a, uh, a program called Unroll Me. Yep. I think it's unroll.me and that will basically roll together all of your email subscriptions into one email and give you just a quick summary that you can look at on a daily or weekly basis. And it will also give you the option of quickly subscribing to a bunch, I mean, unsubscribing from anything that you're not um, actively um, taking advantage of. And I was actually surprised when I signed up for the service, I saw so many subscriptions that I didn't even realize that I was subscribed for. So that's a good service. Yeah, definitely recommend it. It will certainly help you clean it up right away and just kind of bring it into a summary summary format for you. Um, and that way, you're, it's just fewer lines yep. in your inbox. You click the one for that day or the one for that week, and then you see the summary, and then you can click through from there to, to read full articles and whatnot. So. Awesome. Okay, so we have gotten rid of all the emails that we don't need to get, and now we're moving on to setting up filters. Yes, so filters. Let's say you do... Um, A couple filters that I have set up. I have uh, filters set up for email unsubscribes. Okay. So when Feedblitz sends me an email unsubscribe, I have a filter set up for that. Okay. And the reason I have it set up is I'm just curious. If I think about it, then I will go in and look to see what are the main causes. I could also go into my Feedblitz dashboard to look and see what are the percentages of people, reasons why people are unsubscribing and whatnot. Too frequent, too not enough, not relevant, you Got know, it. whatever. Um, so that's one that I have set up as well. Um, I don't see that. So when that when that is filtered, it literally filters itself into a folder and never shows it up in my inbox, which is the key. There are two ways to filter. There are filters where you can have something come in with a label on it um, and comes into your inbox. For example, I work with a publicist and she has her own label. Any email that comes from her email address gets labeled with that so that in the event that I accidentally um, archive it or something like that, or I, I choose to look at it later, I can file it into her folder and then I can go look at her folder. And then I, if I need to look at, you know, how many, you know, media grabs have we gotten the last, whatever, six months, I can go look in her folder and I can quickly scan through. I'm like, oh, here's this one. Here's because I don't have a running list of those, but gotcha. they would be in that, that folder. So there's two ways to filter. The one is to filter it. So you don't actually see it ever, uh-huh. but it's there if you need it. It gets archived automatically and goes into the folder. Yes. And then if you need to search for something, it'll show up in search results, but it goes there. The other one is to, um, for digital collab, um, certain um, people are tagged as partners. Certain people are, my business partners are tagged as business partners so that when th- those emails come in, they're automatically 
um, tagged with, you know, their label, gotcha. I guess. And so the way to set those up, you just go into your settings. Um, and at the top, this is in Gmail, there is a section for filters um, and labels. And you just go in and you, well, let's see. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, so we go into settings. Okay, so when you, let's let's do it this way because this is actually, I think, a more efficient way to do it once uh-huh. as you start to set it up. If Let's say I get an email from Maria, who is my publicist. I would click on her email uh-huh. and then I would go to um, more uh-huh. at the top and there's a drop down that says filter messages like these. You click on filter and then you can do, you can set the filter up. You can set if it's from her email. Um, I actually have a filter that has in the subject line out of office or I have several of the out of office ones set up because when I send out an email newsletter, all the out of office kickbacks get sent to me. Um, So that's actually a good shortcut that I didn't know because I always went into the settings and then filter and then I had to try to remember what the email was or the name was, um, but I can do it directly from in the email. Mm -hmm. Just click from there. You can do their front, their email address. You can um, do the subject line if it has the words out of office reply, out of office away for the day, whatever. You can set up several different keywords in there. Then you do create the filter Mm -hmm. and then it gives you options. You can have it skip the inbox and archive. You can Uh Mark it as red. You can start. You can choose it to have a label. That's how I do most of mine. I choose to have a label. Well, either choose to have a label or skip the inbox. You can have them deleted right away. Um, you can actually send canned responses automatically. Um, so, example of when we do, oh. um, we did a contest earlier this year, and when people would enter the contest, um, I would have any email that came in. Um, would get an automatic canned response reply. I didn't know um, you could do that in <laughs> Gmail itself. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Send canned response and then you choose from the ones that you've already pre-populated and we can talk about canned responses in a minute. Yeah. Um, you can choose it to go into a certain category. Um, there are just, there's lots of different ways to use filters, but my, the biggest way I think you need to use them is so you never see them one, um, or you have a label added to them so that you can always, you can quickly archive them into the same folder. Awesome. So setting up filters, you have those two options. Um, If it's something that you don't need to see, but you want to have record of it, you set it so that you never see it. It skips the inbox. It goes into a folder. If it's something that is important that you need to see, but you also want it to be filed away with other messages that are similar, maybe from the same person that's sending it or a similar subject, um, you can do it that way and not skip the inbox. Yes, you would add a, add a label to it and have it come right into your um, inbox. And you do that just by the filtering. So you click on the email, then you go to the more tab and underneath of that, it's um, filter messages like these. So so one example you said were, were um, is email unsubscribes. You don't need to see that, but if you want to go back and check it out, um, that's something easy that you can set up. What are some other examples of other things that we might want to skip the inbox and um, um, just go into a specific folder? Um, Amazon.com confirmations and shipping notices. That's a good point, actually, because I I always have to to archive those. Okay. I don't need to see Amazon shipping notices (laughs) at all. Um, I think, you know, I think depending on your work style and your workflow, I prefer everything that I need to look at to come into my inbox, and then I can quickly... um, archive it uh-huh. um, if need be. But if you um, get a lot, uh, if you know, maybe you're a deal blogger, coupon blogger, you get a lot of offers, filtering those into specific offer folders. And then when it's the beginning of the day, you go and you look, you know, you've, you've 
it's not in your inbox, but you know it's right here at the in, in you know in the left part of your inbox. There's the folders at the top. You can name those so that it's like dollar sign dollar sign affiliate X, right? Yeah. Dollar sign dollar sign affiliate Y, um, or dollar sign dollar sign merchant X, and then you can go and look in there and see instead of having 18 emails in your inbox and you're like, that's just like this, like that would just make me panic. Right. So it's Um, a, it's a good way of batch processing um, because you can, you can can have it all go there and check it out when you want, when you schedule to do it. Right. Yeah. When it's, you go through your email in the morning, you quickly respond to what you need to respond to. Then it's okay. It's blog posting time. I will go look through my folders. Okay. Here are the four offers we're going to post this morning, whatever it may be. That way they're not like that way it's not like your inbox is throwing up on you. <laughs> That's a nice way to look at it. Yeah, there you go. That, that might, we, we might we might make a, a the featured image um your inbox and have it throwing up or something. People are gonna <laughs> love that. There's tweetable people. Um <laughs> But yeah, you go into your folders and you just keep them right at the top. You just name them so they come up right at the top before all the A's, right? And um, yep. then they're right there for you and you can, you can. It's I think that's a more efficient workflow than having to go through these emails one at a time. Do I post, do I post, do I post? Although I don't live that life, so maybe there is a better system and feel free to chime in in the comments. Definitely. Um, but, you know, for me, it's all about minimizing what's actually coming into my inbox um, through the filters and through the labels. Um, and then we talked about this earlier. I kind of, I wanted to talk about how you actually set these up. So canned responses, uh-huh. um, I don't use that many anymore, a handful maybe. Um, and the way you set them up is either you compose an email or you can be replying to somebody. I generally do it as I'm replying uh-huh. because it's as I'm re- Applying, right? This is my response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would, you know, open this email from, um, let's say, Beth, and I reply to her, Hey, Beth, I'm so sorry you're having trouble with this. Please go and check out, uh, please let me know what you're looking for here or whatever. Um, if it's, we actually get that a lot. Where do I find this? So I generally just point them back to the store page mm-hmm. um, on the website because that's where they, everything, they can find everything there. And so I would just type the email. And then at the bottom of the email compose box, um, on the opposite side of the send button is a little carrot pointing down that says more options and you click on that and there's an option for canned responses and then you just click on the um, new canned response and it will save you and then you'll name it and it'll save it in there. So anytime I get another email, let's say from Courtney and I need to respond to Courtney with the same thing, I open up the box, you know, reply box, click on the little carrot, go to canned responses, select that same um, you know, maybe it's the e- ebook difficulty, and yeah. I have one for ebook difficulty or ebook download. Um, I just click that button, it populates it, and you hit send. It literally is like four clicks, and your email is sent. You don't have to type anything. Now, this is something that you do have to enable first before you can do that, right? Um, the, the can, um, yes. I've yeah, had the it enabled is... forever, so I, let's see. Yes, it's going to be yeah, in the you, settings. Yeah. Um, under labs, I uh-huh. believe. Yes, under labs, and it's called Canned Responses by Chad P. Chad P, yes. Whoever he is. Not truly lazy. He says email for the truly lazy. <laughs> Very efficient. <laughs> exactly. We, we, that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> yes. So there, in that, I was going to get to labs. I, for, I, I see I've had it set up for so long, I just assume it's part, yeah. of, part of the package. Uh, but so... So that's canned responses. And the way that I use them is just to quickly, you know, you find yourself sending the same type of email over and over. and Or you populate it, and then you can change just their name and send it. If you want to really personalize it, you can just do like a, hey, thanks for your, you can do a generic message. Um, I like to personalize 
uh, depending on what it is. Um, and if you need to change specifically what they're looking for, maybe it's a link to a direct page. Maybe they are looking for a recipe. I'll say, Hey, thanks for your email. You know, um, I'm glad you're excited about this recipe. You can find it here. Well, then I need to change that link out, uh, which yeah. is not hard to do. That's just a matter of a couple of clicks. And so, um, yeah, I, I am, you know, just like I am with my grocery bu- budget and every dollar counts the same thing. I kind of have that same philosophy for just time management is every second counts and- when I'm working on my business. Cause I only have a certain amount of time each day to work and, I need to be as fast and efficient as possible, especially in email, um, so that I can keep it at a manageable level and not get overwhelmed. So and, canned responses certainly helps with that. And just to mention here, there's uh, there's a, a, a an add-on that I'm using right now. I just started using it a free month a few months ago. It's called Yesware, and it does canned responses, but it does it in a pretty slick way. It allows you to categorize them. It allows you to add in the personal personalization details and um, all kinds of drop downs that you can use that makes it even more efficient. Um, like say you have a bunch of canned responses to find one, you can just uh, you know, start typing and it will automatically figure out which one it is and load up the different titles and you can just select it easily. Um, so that's one option that you can also use for canned responses. I love it. I've just been using it for maybe about three months now and it works very well. Very cool. I'm going to have to check that one out. I just use the one in my Gmail because it's here, but I'll go look that one up. Cool, cool beans. All right. So now you said there are some other things in settings that we might want to pay attention to. Yes. Um, in the labs section, um, there's also a an option for having multiple inboxes. Okay. Um, I think if you have multiple emails, you need to have it all coming to the same place. Okay. You don't need to have three different browsers open to have three different inboxes, unless that's how you you flow. I don't think that that's necessary. I don't have that one enabled. I actually use a different system. I have, um, let me see how many emails I have. I'm not even sure how many. I have five running, six. One, two, I have six emails running through my inbox uh-huh. um, so that when I compose a new message, I send, do the two, and then in the from section, I, there's a drop down and I can change um, you know, one dish dinners at Gmail, contest at $5dinners.com, $5dinners at Gmail. I can choose which email I want to send it from. Um, and then you can compose the email and send it on from there. Um, and I believe that you set that up In under accounts, settings right? and forwarding. Isn't it accounts? Accounts and imports. Sorry. Yeah. It's accounts and imports. So you basically just um, add emails, you set your default email, and then you can add other emails. You have to verify them and add codes and whatnot, but it's very, it's not very hard to set up. So, um, so in other words, I, I have one email, let's say at becomeablogger.com. I have another email um, that might be something else. Um, I can set this, I can set one email up to send from any of the email addresses that I own using this process, going to settings and then accounts and then add another email address. I'll have to verify it. But once I've done that, now I have a drop down menu whenever I'm sending so that I can say send it from this email address or that email address. Yes, that is correct. And another beautiful thing that it does is if you email me at another email address and it comes here, um, so the way I do that is I set a forwarder from my other email so that it comes here. Um, What it can do is when I reply, it automatically replies from the email that you sent it to. So it, it makes it very convenient. 
Yes, that's exactly right. You definitely want to have it set up as the reply that reply from the same address. Otherwise, people get confused and they're like, wait, who's this person? Even though you're the same person. <laughs> exactly. So so the multiple inboxes part, which is something different, which is in labs, that does, I'm, I'm not sure about the difference between the two. What does this do that the other one, the other system doesn't? I'm pretty sure that it's very similar. It might have different, um, I don't use it either, but I know that it's there and wanted to reference it for people who wanted to um, try it or set it up and gotcha. see if it works for their for their flow. I prefer to have my accounts all just meshed into one inbox. Everything, if you send airnetsavings.com, it comes right there and I respond with the same email address. Um, and I set that up in accounts. And I'm pretty sure the multiple inboxes is going to do Something the similar. same thing. Awesome. Any other settings that we need to be aware of? I have enabled, let's see, where is it? I think it's in labs. Enabled the ability to embed photos. Maybe I don't have that set up or somehow I have it. Anyways, okay, let's go to um, the send and archive button is crucial. I'm... Let me see if I can find where it is. I'm sorry. I've set these up so long ago. Yeah, I <laughs> actually, it could be different now um, than when I first set them up. There is a button that I use in my inbox talking about the one-touch principle. Uh-huh. So um, I, when I respond to an email, you can click the send button and what happens? It just goes there and it stays in your inbox. Get it out of your inbox. <laughs> Right away. If you if you don't need to take, unless you need to take action on it. And I do on occasion, I'll send an email to Jen, but I'll leave it in my inbox because I need to take care of it. But I've sent her an email, like the one I m- mentioned earlier, the one uh-huh. I haven't done in a couple of weeks. I've sent them the email, but I've kept it in my inbox. So sometimes I keep them there on purpose if I need to take action, but I want to communicate. Um, but if it's just a, par- a conversation email that's going back and forth and there's no other responsibility on your part, there's no other action item that needs to take place, get it out of your inbox as fast as you possibly can. And the way that I use that, do that is with the um, send and archive button. And I just so, found where we found that. You go to settings and it's just a general settings. It's general. Okay. I thought it was a lab. It might have used to be a lab, but maybe it's part of it now. Yeah. Um, so it's under general. So scroll down and there is hide and show for send and archive um, in your reply. So use the send and archive button for when you're sending an email and you don't have any other action for that particular conversation. Uh-huh. Um, and then obviously there right next to it, it's the big send and archive is um, blue, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, let me see. I'm telling you all of this, but I want to make sure that it's right. <laughs> um, yes, it's blue. It's just the send and the little like box with the arrow is the little archive. Um, and then right next to it is just a gray send button. So if you don't want have it go out of your inbox so you're not seeing it then you need and you want to keep it in your inbox then obviously you would just hit the send button so that it stays that email thread stays present in your inbox awesome so when you're sending send an archive make sure you have that enabled so that you can do that Um, uh, you can set up multiple email addresses all within the same system and those are the main things that we need to know in addition to all the other stuff that we spoke about um, when it comes to your settings Yes, I, those are the main ones that I use for myself. And obviously, you know, go into the settings, go into each tab one at a time and just kind of explore and figure out, you know, is this going to help me be more efficient with my email? Is this going to be a productive, you know, uh, 
aspect or change for my workflow and for my own personal, everybody manages their email differently, right? So these are, this is how I do it and how I stay not overwhelmed. <laughs> awesome. One more question. Do you use it? I know Gmail a few months ago, they started implementing these tabs, primary tabs, social promotions, etc. Do you use that or you just, do you just use one email? And one I use inbo- one, one, tab. one box. One, one box. I don't know what to call this tab. One inbox, I, yeah. I looked at them, I saw what went into them, and I killed them both right away. The other two, the promotions and the social, I guess. Um, I don't, I think partly because I've worked so well and so efficiently in one space, I didn't want to have to be switching between spaces, and partly because I didn't trust how they were going to filter things. Um, in which folders they were going to put them in, and I didn't want to miss anything big. Um, so for my own personal workflow and just the way I have all my filters set up and um, folders, I just needed it all to be in one place. And I'm sure there are many people out there that that works very well for them um, to have certain ones. And and obviously we know now that it's it can be more trusted. And you once you move things into certain tabs. Uh, you know, Google learns that and they know where to put things for the future, um, which is kind of cool and scary all at once. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But we won't go there. (laughs) Yeah, we won't go there. Uh, But I've always just been so efficient working out of one tab that I actually, I think the very first day they were available, I I X'd both of them out. (laughs) Well, I kept them when they came and after a while I hated them because, you know, I'd get my inbox empty, I'd move around and then I'd realize, oh man, I have another inbox that I need to empty. Uh, (laughs) It it was just too much. So I simplified it, got rid of them and I just deal with one inbox now. So I definitely recommend doing that. All right. Any any other things we need to know about email? I think we, we pretty much covered it. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about a lot. I think it just goes back to, just a reminder, it just goes back to, you know, you don't want your email to be overwhelming. You want it to, um, you know, almost be freeing, as we talked about, so you're not having a ton of of emails in there. And, you know, just being quick with the delete button. Um, obviously, if it's something you think worthwhile, scan it <laughs> um, before you delete it and make sure you're not missing out on an opportunity. Um Many uh, press releases and pitches can be similar looking, um, especially coming from peer agencies. So be sure to check those um, thoroughly. Um, And yeah, just, you know, work and figure out which systems are going to help you get to this point of, you know, quote, inbox zero, which Uh is the big like buzzword, um, you know, figure out maybe it's not going to be the filtering. Maybe it's going to be, you know, filtering into folders. Maybe it's setting up some filter deletes or it's going into your Pinterest and your Facebook and and Twitter and shutting off all the email notifications. Just shut them off because that'll take up, um, uh, even if you delete or archive them, archive them it'll still take up um, memory space in your inbox. My inbox is 95% full. Um, (laughs) I don't see, I only see 10 things here, but it's still 95% full from everything that I have in folders um, and, you know, backlog and and what's filed away, which is not actually Pinterest space, it's other things. So, um, but you want to, um, you know, you know, one at a time, set up these different things. You don't have to go and set them all at once. Um, Set them up so that you can figure out what's going to work best for you and what's going to make, instead of, email working you, 
you want to be working your email. And so whatever that means, whatever um, notifications or, um, you know, calendar things you set up for action items for a couple of days from, you know, the time the email comes in or whatever it may be, um, start working those things so that you can be more efficient with your email and you are making your email work for you and not the other way around. Got it. Love it. Good note to end on. And to recap, those things are, number one, use the one-touch concept of delegated I mean, delete it, delegate, or take action. Um, Then shut off all the emails you don't need to get. Unsubscribe from all that additional stuff. Um, Set up filters. Use canned response and make sure to tweak your settings so that you are being as efficient as possible. If people want to check you out, they can go to $5dinner.com and digitalcolab.com if they want to check out the event that you guys do. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on here again and delivering so much value. You are so much welcome. So welcome. Thanks for having me on again. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, guys, you can go and check her out. $5 dinner. $5dinners.com and digitalcolab.com. I hope you got a ton of value from this episode. I know I did. I'm about to go and set up some filters now so that you know I can be more in control of what's going on in that vicious inbox of mine. I hope you got value. And hey, I would appreciate it if you can hop over to iTunes um, and leave a review. Uh, you can find out all about that at becomeablogger.com slash podcast. I actually just set up a new podcast page with all of the information that you need and tutorials and all that good stuff. So check it out. And if you want to get a blog started, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com. Basically, I show you step-by-step how to build a blog and how to turn it into a successful online business like I've done, like so many others have done, and how you can do the same. So that's freebloggingvideos.com. It's free. It's actionable and it's awesome. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com, changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.